Hello, Hawks fans, and welcome to another episode of the KettleCast with your host, Forrest Willoughby. On this episode of the cast, we talk about the Hawks' 132-121 win over the Toronto Raptors. Huge nights from Trey Young, Clint Capella, and John Collins help power the Hawks over the Toronto Raptors as the Hawks' defense holds Van Vliet and Lowry in check for the Hawks to get the win. Without further ado, let's get into it. Feels good to get into the win column. The Hawks had had a struggle at this homestand, losing to the Lakers, the Mavericks, and the Jazz, not having two of their best players in DeAndre Hunter and Trey Young, especially for that Jazz game, and for them to come back and get a win against the Toronto Raptors, who've been playing really good basketball lately and had beat the Brooklyn Nets the night before. It was just really nice to see a complete team win from the Hawks. The Hawks got down in the first quarter um, in kind of what has become a bad trend for the Hawks. Teams are getting the last shot in quarters and halves, um, and Van Vliet hit one of the most ridiculous shots I've seen this season. Uh, The Toronto Raptors had a three-point lead at the end of the first quarter, and they had the ball, and they got it it in to Van Vliet, who hit one of a three-pointer, and I'm pretty sure the ball touched the top of State Farm Arena before going in the basket, and he made that three before time went off, so the Raptors had a six-point lead going into the second quarter, but from then on, the Hawks were able to take a lead and never really look back. The Hawks, after scoring 28 points in that first quarter, scored 38 points in the second, 35 in the third, and 31 in the fourth to take the win and ultimately knock out the Raptors 132-121. to um, A lot of strong performances from the Hawks. I think just getting Trey Young back and shifting the rotation to its more natural state with Rondo in the second unit um, really helped the Hawks out. At that first quarter, I didn't think the first unit was particularly strong, but the second unit came in and really played well. Coach Pierce went with a second unit of Gallinari, Rajon Rondo, Solomon Hill, Tony Snell, who's been playing really well, and Onuka Okongwu. Um, I thought this was one of Okongwu's better games. He only got to play eight minutes, and the Hawks are clearly still working him back in. But um, Okongwu was active, got to the free throw line a few times, and was able to have a really nasty dunk that he got fouled on. But um, that second unit was playing really well together. And then to have Gallinari not be on such a uh, short leash in regards to how many minutes he can play, Gallo ultimately played 24 and a half minutes against the Raptors, and I thought... His minutes, especially with Trey Young, were um, very effective. Gallo ended the night with 14 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists. He was 3 of 5 from the 3-point land. Um, He got to the free throw line 3 times and made all 3 of those. So a nice game from Gallo. But getting Trey Young back really just shifted the rotation into its more natural state and allowed the Hawks kind of to get into a rhythm on with both of those units. Um, A big run for the Hawks came in that second quarter. When they went on an 11 to two or a 10 to two run, um, and the Hawks were six of 11 from three in that second quarter, and that really helped the Hawks stretch a lead. Um, where both these games were, uh, these teams were pretty evenly matched shooting wise. In fact, the Raptors had took 23 more attempts from the field than the Hawks did, but the Hawks were able to win just because of really their three point shooting. But all six of the makes in that second quarter were assisted, uh, all those three-pointers, and I think that was a big part of the Hawks' win against the Raptors. The Hawks ultimately had 31 assists, 
And anytime you can have over 25, if you can have over 30 assists, that's huge. And the Hawks were really moving the ball, and um, they were able to take advantage of some defenses that the Raptors were throwing. With Coach Nick Nurse, the Raptors are always going to be throwing out different defenses, um, not just quarter to quarter, but sometimes possession to possession. And I thought the Hawks did a very good job of moving the ball, finding the open um, players, and those players being aggressive and shooting the ball. When you're talking about shooting open three-pointers, the people I am most uh, often getting on about not shooting the ball are John Collins and Kevin Herter, and both those players shot the ball extremely well. JC was 3 of 6 from three-point land, and Kevin Herter was 5 of 8. Those guys got to take a bunch of three-pointers, especially when they're open. And one encouraging thing about the shots they were taking against the Raptors were they weren't wide-open shots. Um, the, the Raptors are a very strong defensive team, and most of the time there was a, a player flying out to the three-point line to contest the three-pointers, but both Kevin Herter and John Collins were letting the three-pointers fly. Um, Tony Snell, whose three-point shooting has been kind of amazing the last couple games, I think that's why Lloyd Pierce you know, brought him off the bench with that second unit. He hit his first two three-pointers. Um, so it was you, the Hawks were taking the shots that the they were getting from the Raptors and they were knocking them down. Even Cam Reddish hit two threes, and with his shooting woes of late, that was really good to see. Actually, Cam only took six shots the entire game, and he was just finding his way where he was supposed to be on the court and letting the players who were shooting the ball really well, including John Collins, Trey Young, Clint Capella, letting them take the shots, but. Even Reddish, all of the starters had double digits, and Reddish had 10 points, 5 rebounds, and 1 assist. So, strong production from everywhere, but the Hawks were able to take the lead in that second quarter, again, off the 6 of 11 shooting from 3-point land. Um, all all of those threes were assisted, and then the Hawks, you know, despite, again, giving up a shot at the end of the half, where they could have been up 5, but instead... The Raptors were able to get a very good shot to Pascal Siakam, who nailed a jumper right as time expired um, to cut the lead to three going into halftime. And I was like, man, are the Hawks going to take this wonderful second quarter and let it all uh, slip away? But the Hawks came out in the third quarter, went on a 7-0 run, and um, even with the Raptors getting within two points in the third quarter, Hawks called a timeout went on another 7-0 run to build the lead back up to nine, and it just the Hawks did not let um, poor stretches define them this game, and they came back and had their own runs to push the lead back up to 7-9, even 11 at certain points in this game. To the Raptors' credit, they never um, let themselves get out of this game. Even in the fourth quarter, the Hawks had a stretch where they hit three straight three-pointers, and it looked like it might be lights out for the Raptors, but... The Raptors fought back. Um, the Hawks had a couple technicals. Rajon Rondo got a technical off the bench again. And Coach Pierce got a technical defending Trey Young on a kind of wild offensive foul on Trey Young. But the Raptors hung in there and they cut this lead to six and were just hanging around and kind of, again, just felt like, okay, the Hawks have played so well. But with this losing streak, are they going to let the Raptors hang, hang around, hang around, and maybe sneak out of Atlanta with a win? Um, the Hawks did not do that. They uh, went down and they basically traded baskets with the Raptors. And finally, with under a minute left, the Hawks found a wide open Kevin Herter who hit a big three with 54 seconds to put the Hawks up 10. That was really the dagger. Um, you know, when Dominique calls out dagger, he sometimes likes to call that out a little early in games, but 
Kevin Herter hit that three to cap off his night. Um, again, he was five of eight from three point land, had 19 points, three rebounds and four assists, but it was a dagger and it really kind of took out any wind that the Raptors had or in any thoughts of them possibly getting some miraculous win off just veteran savvy and things like that. Trey Young finished the game with 28 points. He was six of 15 from the field, two of four from three point land. I thought he did a good job of, uh, kind of pulling a LeBron and really choosing when he was going to shoot three pointers. The Hawks had a five point possession in the third quarter when the Raptors fouled the Hawks before the Hawks passed the ball in. So they got a free throw for that. Um, one of the Deandre Bembry, the former Hawk got a technical foul. So the Hawks got a free throw for that. And then Trey came down, um, did a little crossover on Deandre Bembry and then hit a three from the beautiful stained glass logo and it felt like that five-point possession was just brutal and kind of uh, really stung the Raptors. And then um, he's just really found ways to kind of take it easy at the beginning of games, feel out what the defense is doing, and then really take over at the end of games. He got to the free-throw line 14 times. Um, He had 13 assists. He did have seven turnovers, but Trey had two blocks. So he had some really good defense on Kyle Lowry at the end of the game. And I just thought Trey might have played one of his best games as an Atlanta Hawk in this win against the Raptors. And it was Trey Young's first win against the Raptors in the NBA. So that was that was good to see. Clint Capella, I think one thing that is very obvious, you know, the Hawks, especially in the Trey Young era, have not had the best centers. And I think the uh, Raptors are going through that after having Marc Gasol and Serge Ibaka for the last couple years. They're now down to Aaron Baines, who was really just frankly bad against the Hawks and Chris Boucher who came off the bench and really helped the Raptors have a big advantage on bench scoring. The Raptors were outscored the Hawks 50 to 33 on the bench. But when they had, when the Raptors had Baines in, I mean, Clint Capella was just going to town and Clint Capella had a great game. He only played 29 minutes. He was 10 of 13 from the field, made three of five free throws, had 23 points, 16 rebounds, three of those offensive and four blocks. The Raptors just couldn't do anything with him in the middle. And that's a big reversal of what, you know, Hawks fans have seen um, where other teams with just solid, you know, maybe just average NBA centers would come in and, and be able to really take advantage of the Hawks. Now the Hawks have an above average center and are really able to use that as a point of advantage for them. John Collins, he came out in the first quarter. He hit two threes from the same spot. Trey Young found him twice. And I thought that kind of just started off the good shooting night for the Hawks. But JC was 6 of 11 from the field, hit those three threes, got to the free throw line, hit four free throws. Always encouraging when he gets to the free throw line. Had 19 points, seven rebounds, one of them offensive, four assists. He had three blocks. I thought he was especially good on the defense, especially as a weak side defender. He uh, loved coming over and trying to you know play with verticality and challenge the Raptors. And the Raptors have kind of like Trey Young. They can have... Lowry and Van Vliet as a backcourt are not the biggest guys, and the Hawks did a great job on those two. Lowry was just 4 of 16 from the field, and Van Vliet was just 6 of 18. Those two combined to be 10 of 34. Van Vliet did get to the free throw line. He was 10 of 11 from there, but the Hawks did a good job on the Raptors' backcourt. Um, On the Hawks' bench, like I said, Lloyd Pierce went to Gallo, Rondo, Hill, Snell, and Onyeko Okongwu on that second unit. 
Gallo was good with those 14 points. Rajon Rondo was solid. I thought his passing really got the ball moving for the Hawks in that second unit, whether it was finding Hill, Snell, or Gallo. Um, especially Rondo is good at finding guys in transition. Um, Snell, for his second three, did a good job of in transition finding his way to the three-point line and getting hitting an open shot. But Rondo played well, even if he's not shooting the ball particularly well. Solomon Hill was three of five from the field. One of them, he went to the basket, um, which is not rare, which is not normal for Solo, but he ended up with eight points. Tony Snell hit those two threes before missing his next two threes. Um, he had two assists six for six points. Um, so just a really strong, balanced effort from the Hawks, and one where kind of everybody was hitting shots, and um, that was just you know, propagated by them moving the ball and finding the open guy. There were even times where there were open Hawks and they didn't find the first guy being wide open and it allowed the Hawks to get the to the second guy who was wide open. But the Hawks were just moving the ball beautifully and it really culminated in the Hawks shooting 19 of 36 from three-point land, which is 53%. Uh, obviously, the Hawks are not going to shoot over 50% on three for the rest of the season, but it was good to see the Hawks play so well and especially knock off a team that has really had their number since uh, Trey Young has been in the league. For the Raptors, um, after Lowry and Van Vliet, Chris Boucher, or Chris Bouchler as Dominique calls him, um, had a just monster game. The 28-year-old was 10 of 13 from the field, hit two of four threes. It was hilarious that both uh, Mike Glenn, the Stinger, and Neek thought his shooting motion was just the funniest thing. He He's a seven-foot, really skinny guy, and he has this kind of trebuchet-slash-slingshot-style three-pointer. He hit two of four, um, and so it is effective, but it is a wild-looking shot. Um, he ultimately had 29 points, uh, 10 rebounds, seven of those offensive, really kept the Raptors in it. And without Chris Boucher, I think the Raptors would have been completely blown out of this game. He also had two blocks. Norman Powell, a noted Hawks hater, um, was 4 of 15 from the field, 1 of 5 from three-point land. He had 20 points, 5 of 6 from the uh, free throw line. He had four rebounds, two assists, and two steals. DeAndre Bembry we talked about. This is the uh, former Hawks' first game back into Atlanta after going and signing with the Raptors as a free agent. Bembry, of course, is a great defender. He stole the ball from Trey Young during this game, but he wasn't noted for his three-point shooting while he was in Atlanta. And, of course, he came back and hit two threes um, early in the first half. And it was just like, is this going to be one of those nights where uh, we let a free agent go and then he comes back and just destroys us with three-pointers? Um, ultimately, those would be the only two threes that Bembry hit. But it was uh, it was good to see DeAndre Bembry back and, um, he is solidly in the rotation for the Raptors. Stanley Johnson came off the bench, former first-round pick for the Pistons, who has kind of bounced around a little bit. And he came, and he was three of four from the field, hit two of two threes. And when those two guys were hitting threes, it was like maybe this is a strong shooting night for the Raptors bench, and their bench is going to be able to carry them when their uh, starters are not not quite having it. Um. Pascal Siakam didn't particularly have a huge night. And again, this was a, you know, second game on a back-to-back for the Raptors. But they came out and they played hard and they did not lay down. I think they thought this was a game they could win. And especially with as good a streak as the Raptors had been on um, 
keeping that going against the Hawks was certainly on their mind. But the Hawks put all thoughts of that to bed and really had just strong, strong shooting night and a pretty good job on the defensive end as well to get a win. Um, Now the Hawks get a few days off. It's one of the rare three-day breaks they have before going to Dallas to play the Mavericks. Uh, Again, the Mavericks who knocked off the Hawks earlier this week. And so hopefully the Hawks will be able to get some good news for DeAndre Hunter and uh, get some rest and um, maybe start a little bit of run before the All-Star break. The NBA has uh, agreed, has an agreement with the Players Association about actually having an All-Star game that will be in Atlanta. Um, It's going to be March 7th and there'll be a three-point shooting contest and a dunk contest and it's all going to take place on one day. Um, the big news on that is that LeBron James came out and said he doesn't really agree with the he doesn't agree with the idea of having an All Star game, and he will be there physically but not mentally. So there have been a couple comments from a bunch of players just not really understanding why during a pandemic having an actual All Star game. I think a lot of them agree with like naming All Stars and celebrating people who are having excellent seasons, but they don't really understand with all the precautions already being taken to try to limit uh, the spread of the coronavirus, why they would have a game of flying a bunch of people into one city and trying to host this. But as of right now, it looks like there will be an all-star game and it will take place in Atlanta um, on March 7th. So that'll be something to look forward to. Hawks fans should be voting for Trey Young, who should be an all-star, absolutely. John Collins and Clint Capella all should get in. I think even DeAndre Hunter has an argument to be an all-star so get out there and vote it's pretty easy you can go to nba.com or you can tweet um there's about five different ways to get your votes in and it seems like every other day is a double vote day where votes count twice so get out there and vote for the atlanta hawks but hawks get a very strong win they move to 11 and 12 on the season and get a few days off before going to dallas and facing the dallas mavericks go hawks Thank you for catching this episode of the KettleCast. You can reach me at KettleCast at gmail.com. And if you could leave a rating or review on whatever platform you use to get your podcast, that's a huge help to me. Go Hawks!